Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. Just quickly, before we start the show properly, I know the last couple of weeks um, have been a bit different. So just just before we begin, properly, I want to double check a couple of things, uh, James, if that's alright. Yep, that's fine. First of all, is the Queen okay? Seemingly doing fine, I think, yeah. Good, good. Is Prince Charles all right? Um, yes, I think I think he seems to be okay as well. Everything okay with Prince William? Seemingly so. Balding. Prince Harry? Yes, yes, I think so. Princess Anne? Princess Anne seems to be on good form. Princess Margaret? Margaret, not heard a peep from. No news is good news. Okay, okay. Um, what about Prince Edward? Prince Edward... I'm going to take the same thing. No news is good news. Sarah Ferguson? Fergie. She seems to be in tip-top condition. Beatrice and Eugenie? Beatrice and Eugenie seem to be fine. I think I think that's everyone. Um, oh, wait, wait. Uh, what about Prince Andrew? We don't talk about him. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. That's Sigrid and Mira. Do a leap of love again before that. It's Alec Feldman. How are you? Coming up, Easy Life and Tate McRae and Calvin Harris and Willow. Really good music this afternoon. And I've decided to do something a bit different today. Because I do the show every week. Every week. I've been doing it for almost... Four years. That's a long time. And every week, we do loads of stuff, and we get through so much stuff, and it's so easy to forget all the stuff we've done. So today, I want to revisit some old stuff. Now, some of you might think that's me being a bit lazy and not wanting to come up with any new ideas. Those people would be wrong. I just want to re-enjoy some old stuff. So on the show today, loads and loads and loads of stuff. Do you remember the game Remote Learning about TV shows in foreign languages? That's on. The interview I did with the cousin of the Icelandic Eurovision entry, Daddy Frey, that's on. When songs got really, really deep. Craig David's daily routine. 
when I had a theory that I could tell whether your phone was on light mode or dark mode. That's all coming up after 4 o'clock. And before 4 o'clock, the time I tried to become an influencer, the time I interviewed a canal boat, when I tracked down the man that says, Hello, at the cinema, Handforth Parish Council, the game, <laughs> you daft punk. And now, if that's not enough, let's revisit when I remixed Oprah Winfrey into some of the popular hits of the day. You know this Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah Winfrey? Obviously, I've watched the entire thing, the full, what is it, like 90 minutes plus all the ad breaks on the ITV website. I watched it all because, number one, I just wanted to see what everyone was talking about because I didn't have time until last night. But I wanted to I wanted to know everything, all of the details. I find, you know, the royal family sort of interesting purely because they're so mysterious like they keep everything so tightly locked down that you never know what goes on behind closed doors so when people do actually talk about it it is very interesting gossip i've got to say and and also uh, long-time listeners of this this radio show will remember that i am quite the fan of Meghan markle or i used to be back in the day when she was on suits so i was very interested in, in the whole thing um and so i watched it and one thing that stood out to me i guess was was Oprah Winfrey's catchphrase because whenever Meghan or Harry said something, especially Meghan, really like explosive and shocking, Oprah had like perfected her her shocked face and the just the pause and the what? And she did it so well. And I'm a big fan of it. And I think it's so good that it deserves to be remixed into some of the the hits of the day. I'm sure that's what Oprah <laughs> wanted to come out of this interview, as well as, you know, the royal family being embarrassed and Piers Morgan being fired. I mean, the third thing she wanted was to be remixed into a Dua Lipa song, like so. What? Doesn't it work? It just does it. It slots in so nicely. Oprah being shocked in songs needs to be a thing. This is what happens when I, I get really bored, by the way. I just start playing around with songs and doing dumb things like this. So Oprah and Dua Lipa, yes, it would be a good collaboration. What about one of the biggest songs in the world right now? That song called Friday. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. What? What? Doesn't that doesn't it just it just works it just fits it's such a good reaction it deserves to be in a song this one I I tried to make maybe not quite as good um, but I tried to stick her into a Justin Bieber song as well. What? Yeah, you see it kind of kind of works just about uh, a little bit but i was i was listening to the to you know oprah saying what and thinking what does that remind me of i've definitely heard someone say what in that exact same way in a song before what song was it what was the song i need to remember and then i realized that it would fit perfectly into taylor swift like we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space what 
It's exactly the same. It's practically in tune. Her delivery of the word what is exactly the same as Taylor Swift's in the song We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And so, you know, I, I, I remixed those ones, the, you know, DJ that I am. And I was really racking my brains for other songs that contain the word what that I could just insert a bit of Oprah Winfrey into, give it the Oprah treatment. And, um, I mean, I came up with a couple of others. I did some, I did Pink, I did Christina Aguilera, but the best one, I think, is Jason Derulo featuring Oprah Winfrey with, with this song. What? There you go. So, Oprah, if you want to, to collab more, I can mix more of your catchphrases into songs, hit me up. But this is basically just what I do when I get bored. I remix celebrities. I've been listening to a lot of Easy Life this week. I think they're really good. That is Ocean View on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feld, and thank you very much for listening. On the show today, loads of my favourite bits from the last few months, because we don't get to enjoy this stuff a second time normally. I know there's the podcast, but if you don't get that, you're missing out. So next on the show, remember when Daft Punk split up and everyone was really sad? I came up with a game about celebrities who wear helmets and I called it, (laughs) you daft punk. Who is the name of this helmeted celebrity? Um, They are quite famous, but sadly no longer with us. They've got a very conventional name. They're very well traveled and they've got quite small feet. Is it um, the woman from that children's TV show who flew in the airplane with the dog? Auntie Mabel. (laughs) She wears the helmet when she's flying. Yeah, that's true. She does wear a helmet, but does it fit with any of the other clues? Small feet. I suppose it does. I I didn't know about her feet size. I'm no Hmm. longer with us. I think she's still alive, as far as I'm aware. Alright, it feels unlikely. I think Auntie Mabel's still going. Pippin, on the other hand. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, okay, I'm going to need a further clue here. Um, the reason I say they have small feet is because they take small steps. Is it Buzz Aldrin? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're so nearly there. Um, what's the other guy's name? Well, you ah. tell me. Yes, I'm trying to find. Um, oh my god! If it's not wait, I need to think through my NASA knowledge. Um, Buzz Aldrin never even oh. set foot on the moon. No, Armstrong. There you go. Thank you. You are correct. The first helmeted celebrity is Neil Armstrong because he would have had to wear a helmet when he was walking on the moon in not, 1969. <laughs> not Auntie Mabel. Not Auntie Mabel. Okay. Um, Right, the next helmeted celebrity. They're known for being very fast. The very stick. fast, quite, quite... Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> the stick. Yes, it's the stick. Well done. Oh, Aren't you clever? You got that very quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. How about how about this one, then? This helmeted celebrity, um, they're very, very small. Very small. They have a catchphrase and they like to hang out with a cowboy the cowboy I was going to say Stuart Little um Stuart or does Stuart Little hang out with a cowboy no a little kid um but he doesn't wear a helmet um (laughs) wait helmets only in this game oh hangs out with a cowboy that's um Buzz Lightyear yes it is 
Buzz Lightyear. Why do the things I think are first so random? I know. That's two mentions for people called Buzz so far in the game. Yeah. <laughs> You're daft punk. Um, I am, yeah. So, well done. We continue with the final helmeted celebrity. Uh, they share uh, half a catchphrase with Barack Obama, I would say. Um, they have an ambiguous relationship with one of their female co-workers. And they have a lovely belt, I would say. Those are my clues for the final helmeted celebrity. What? Um, with their female... Co-worker. Who... <laughs> But they wear a helmet. Mm. This is really difficult. Well, I feel like the first the first few have been really easy, so I've ramped it up now. Is it Lewis Hamilton? It is it who? Lewis Hamilton. No, I did consider doing Lewis Hamilton, but I decided against it. It's I'm not Lewis guess, Hamilton. I'm going to guess some person, not because I think it could be this other person, but because the fact you've not done a clue about this person shocks me is it marshmallow <laughs> that would be the very obvious thing to do so if it's marshmallow who is the the female co-worker i don't know i suspiciously close to Anne marie yeah i i have no idea who this is um so you know how i said they share clue. half a catchphrase yeah bonus clue bonus clue right but the, the half a catchphrase they share with barack obama is the Yes, we can. Bob the Builder. Yes. But who's you got his, it. Who's his female co-worker? Well, Wendy. What's I, the deal I between those watched. two? Are they co-workers? Are they lovers? Are they are they siblings? <laughs> Who knows? I've not watched that show in a very long time. Clearly, you have watched it more recently than me. Surprisingly, yes, but it was in French. Well, I, anyway, there's no excuse that- really. That is the fourth and final helmeted celebrity. It's Bob the Builder, who wears a big yellow hard hat, which I would classify as a, like a safety helmet. So I think that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I just realised I could have done like cyclists as well because they wear helmets too. Bradley done, Wiggins. Like, Bradley Wiggins or yeah. Lance Armstrong. Damn it. Lance oh, well, maybe. Is it Lance Armstrong a swimmer? Yeah. No, like, he's a cyclist. Very famously he, a cyclist. He was. But yeah. My, my cultural reference points are right off today. You have truly proven once and for all that you are a bit of a daft punk today. So there is the game, <laughs> you daft punk, to celebrate, well not to celebrate, to commemorate uh, daft punk. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, Saturdays 3 till 5. Tate McCray and Khalid, that is working on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here, hi. Good afternoon. On the show today, I thought we'd have a look back at some of the stuff that we've done together over the last few months because... We get through so much stuff on the show, it's so easy to forget. And it's a shame sometimes it's nice to revisit stuff and remember, remember the good times. So, back in January, that parish council meeting blew up. Think about it, right? The nights were long, it was getting dark really early, we were in a lockdown, everyone was really fed up. And then this council meeting, a parish council on Zoom, which completely blew up introduce us to loads of characters there was jackie weaver there was brian tolver there was all the catchphrases and memes and it was incredible it felt like for about a week this was all anyone was watching or talking about and it was brilliant and i decided instead of trying to you know beat it 
why not join them? And I did my own recreation. I roped in loads of my friends. And we recreated basically the entire meeting. Well, not okay, not the entire meeting. But the highlights of this council meeting were recreated by me and loads of my friends. So let's have a, a listen. I think we can start any moment, Chairman. Uh, I think it is just helpful to go through the same things as uh, we went through before, which is to encourage people to just switch off their microphones because it does reduce the background noise. I'll continue to admit people if you'd like to start the meeting, Chairman. Can we be assured that we won't be thrown out of the meeting like last time? As long as we have reasonable behaviour from everyone, no one will be excluded from the meeting. I was thrown out of the meeting, so was Councillor Brewerton. As a point of order, Chairman, could we start the meeting? Chair. We haven't started the meeting yet. Do you want to speak anyway? Yes, I'd like to ask a point of order. We're not in a meeting, so points of order are not applicable. Has it started yet? No. Points of order apply during debates, and I want to ask Jackie, was it you who quoted a point of order? Yes, it was indeed. Are you here as the proper officer? I'm here offering support to Hanforth Parish Council in the conduct of this meeting this evening. You're not the proper officer. Is that as clerk or proper officer? There's no difference between clerk or proper officer. Of course there is. Yes, there is. You must know under basic law, I would have thought. I'm to start this meeting. It isn't the role of somebody who, however kindly, volunteers to do the clerking for a meeting to act as a proper officer if they haven't been so appointed. That's against the law. And let me also quote to you the standing orders of... Will you stop talking? Unless Will you please listen? Will you please listen? Will you stop being whatever it is you're trying to be and just clerk the meeting if that's what you want to do? Points of order according to our standing orders, are determined by the chair. If you want to raise as a point of order as a councillor, you ask if you could raise a point of order, you state it, and then the chair decides it is not for the clerk to raise a point of order. It is not for the clerk to decide a point of order. You must be aware of that. God knows what you're doing here if you're not. Shall we elect an alternative chairman? So, chairman, albeit late, shall we get this meeting started? Right, we'll start the meeting and I want to remind people of what I said at the start of the last meeting. This meeting has not been called according to the law. The law has been broken. It has been properly called. Will you please let the chair... Mrs Weaver, please. If you disrupt this meeting, I will have to remove you from it. You can't. It's only the chairman who can remove people from this meeting. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. She's just kicked him out. I have indeed. No, she's kicked him out. No, don't. She's kicked him out. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Illegally. May now elect a chairman. No, they can't because the vice chair is here. I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. Appalling behaviour. A copy of this will in fact be sent to the monitoring officer. I'm the vice chair. Where's the chairman? Given the standing orders, it now reverts to me. Where's the chairman gone? Read the standing orders. Like to elect a chairman for this meeting? You don't have to elect a chairman. There's a chairman already installed. The chairman of the council. Councillor Burkill, we've been through this. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. The chairman of the council is the chairman of the council. Councillor Burkill, could I ask you to be respectful to Jackie Weaver, please? We'll now elect a chairman. Here comes the subpoena. Chairman? I want to leave. She kicked Barry out, so I'm leaving. No. We're trying to have a Teams meeting, you fool. We're trying to have a Teams meeting, you fool. We can't. Have you got that? You just don't. Jackie Weaver, I find that the person on Alan Brewerton's Zoom is being very disrespectful to everybody. 
Oh, coming from you, from... That sounds good. My first point is to apologise to Jackie, but welcome to Handforth. May I start? Indeed, indeed. Nothing if not lively in Handforth. What I would say is that it was a very good example of bullying within Cheshire East. John, can I make a very quick point? Rich, coming from the chairman who hasn't held a meeting since March to try and call this one illegal, and he's a complete disgrace. Okay, thank you, Peter. And there it is. GCSE drama worthy, right? Possibly. The recreation of the Handforth Parish Council meeting. It was very much a moment in time, wasn't it? That that thing. Jackie Weaver, what's she up to now? She's still got a podcast? I think so. Anyway, coming up next, I noticed something about the man that says hello at the cinema. Uh, I'll remind you what that was after Willow and now Calvin Harris, Tom Grennan. This is By Your Side on Wizard Radio. Willow, Travis Barker on Wizard Radio. That is Transparent Soul and Calvin Harris, Tom Grennan before that. Alec Feldman here. Bastille's new song is coming up soon. And Baby Queen as well. I was thinking, though, this week, I really miss going to the cinema. I miss a lot of things, obviously, because we're in a pandemic. And I've been thinking, you know, what am I kind of excited to do again when all this is over, whenever the hell that may be, June or later or earlier, but probably not. And genuinely, the cinema, I think, is up there. I really enjoy the experience of of going. And I know that sounds really weird because, like, all people have done for the last year is watch TV and films at home. But it's not the same. It really isn't. I really enjoy the whole the whole experience of going to the cinema. Like, everything. Sure, you can watch a movie anywhere, but you can't get a sticky floor anywhere, can you? You can't get annoyed by someone sat on their phone in front of you anywhere, can you? Or, I don't know, two teenagers sort of doing who knows what at the back. That isn't replicated when you just watch films at home. And I think it's a shame. But, like, I even miss... I know this will sound really weird. I miss the ads a little bit. You know, when you get there, like, 20 minutes after the scheduled start time because you're like, ah, yes, I'll be really smart and I'll show up late to miss the ads. And then you get there and there's still, like, half an hour left of ads. I even miss that a little bit. And I was just thinking, you know, you've got, like, the ads for, like, the trailers and random food products and Ben and Jerry's or whatever that you get. But then you also get, like, the ads that are specific to the cinema. I don't know what other cinemas have. I usually go to a view because they do their four ninety nine any film any time. Oh yes. And there's the the ones that are always on in view that you remember. There's the one with the the balls. Um if you know you know if you don't know you won't have a clue what I'm on about but it's got the balls, you know, the metal balls and they're like don't worry about it. But they also have this one that always takes you by surprise and kind of creeps you out a little bit. Are you ready? Hello. Hi. Makes you notice, doesn't it? Yeah. A little bit of darkness. Yeah, it really does that one. And that's before, like, every film. Except I think if you're going to see, like, a horror film, instead of saying hello, it'll say boo or something. But that's the one that I was kind of randomly thinking about the other day. And I was like, hmm, what is the man that says hello up to now? Because the cinemas are closed. Is he all right? Has he got paid employment? And I was sort of, uh, this is a weird tangent to go down, but I was Googling to find out who the man that says hello is. And I found out something quite incredible. So the man that says hello at View Cinemas has a new job. He's got a new job that he's only got because of the pandemic. He's actually doing very well out of the pandemic because this guy hello is the same as this guy. Stay home, protect the NHS save lives they're the same person hello hi stay home all right protect the nhs okay save lives will do it's the same guy voice for hire 
even though all the cinemas are shut and he can't just show up saying hello anymore, he can still make a killing out of telling us to stay at home. So that's good. If you're ever wondering what happens to the man that says hello in the cinemas, now all the cinemas are shut, the answer is he's the voice of the whole pandemic. Stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. So that's a cool thing that I've learned this week. Coming up next on our little best of show, the time I interviewed a boat. And I'll play the brand new one from Bastille now. This is Distorted Light Beam. That's the brand new song from Bastille. It's called Distorted Light Beam. It's on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Baby Queen is coming up. But now, do you remember when that canal boat got stuck the wrong way around on the Suez Canal? I think the effect of that is still going on. There's a shortage of deck chairs and stuff. Anyway, when that was happening, right in the midst of that, I managed to get an exclusive interview with the boat itself. I don't know how I've done it. I've just tapped up loads of contacts. I've got a friend of a friend. I've got people's numbers. And I can now introduce to you, as my guest this afternoon, the boat that's stuck on the Suez Canal. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Ever Given. Hello. Hi, Alec. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. How, How are you? How are you feeling? I'll, I'll be honest, Alec, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed, um, you know, obviously with, with everything that's happened, I'm feeling quite trapped, it's quite claustrophobic here in the Suez Canal, especially when you're, you're a bit bigger like me, you know, I don't want to body shame anyone, but I am, I am quite a large boat, so it's, it's, it's tough being, being wedged in here, I'm, I'm not doing that well. Oh man, oh, ever given, I'm, I'm sorry to hear, but you are... You are at the centre of a, a global media storm. I mean, how does that feel? Oh, you know, I just I just never thought anything like this would happen. You know, I normally like to keep myself to myself, and all of a sudden, the world's media are all taking pictures of me and putting me on the telly. There are memes about me on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have seen all the memes. Um, but what do you think about the memes? Some of them are funny. But at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of it's upsetting that everyone's everyone's laughing at me. It just feels really weird. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I understand. So, um, so, so tell me, tell me how this happened. How did you get into such a situation? Well, I was, I was just you know sailing the seas as you do. I did a big, a big um, sort of double loop. And I kind of did a big loop and then I went down and back up again and I did another loop. I was just kind of trying to show off, you know, because I'm a big big cruise ship. I just want to show the other ships what I can do. But then then it went badly wrong. I was trying to do another turn, a big handbrake turn just to to really flex. And then all of a sudden, it just just went wrong. I ended up losing all my momentum. I was the wrong way round. I couldn't get out again and I was just occupying the entire width of the Suez Canal. Yeah, I mean, so we've seen. So, so how long how long have you been there now? Uh, well, I've been there for for a few days. I am getting a bit a bit bored now. I've been there since Tuesday. It's now Saturday, and I just I just I just want to be free again. I want to get out. I've learned from my mistake, which was trying to do a handbrake turn in the middle of the Suez Canal, and now I would just like to be to be free again. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. So what is the first thing you will do once you're once you're out? Have you started thinking about that yet? Oh, it just feels so far away that I haven't properly been able to think about it, but 
but I think I'll drop off all my cargo and then I'll just lay low, keep a low profile and keep out of everyone's way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like a good plan. So obviously you're stuck there. There's lots of traffic. You've caused like a traffic jam in the Suez Canal. There's loads of boats piling up behind you. Um, are they quite angry? Are they seeing the funny side? What's it like being the cause of so many delays? Well, like I said, it's just hugely embarrassing. I, I'm just humiliated. Um, you know, I've had some quite mean things said to me by drivers of other boats. It's been really hurtful. They think that boats don't have feelings, but but we do. And it, it really stings when people shout abuse and, you know, honk their boat horns and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's it's been difficult. And obviously, I never meant to cause anyone any trouble. I don't want to hold up any global food supplies, but that's that's what's happening. I mean, yeah, I was even reading about some uh, some some adult toys that were delayed because of because of well, you being stuck there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say to everyone, I'm really sorry about what's happened. I'm not proud of it. I won't do it again. And I, I just, I promise I'm better than this. I don't normally do this. This is the first time it's ever happened, and it'll be the last time. That is a very very brave thing to say ever given um so thank you for coming on the show to say that i really appreciate your honesty and i'm just i'm just sorry about the mess that you find yourself in um have you been looking at all of the proposed solutions though that people are coming up with to get you out do you have a, a favorite option for example i i saw the guy with the, the very small crane and you know i appreciate his efforts but that's just not it's not gonna get me out it's just stupid isn't it um, but I did see someone that suggested tying lots of helium balloons to me, like in the movie Up, which is my favourite movie. And I think that would be quite fun. I've always wanted to fly. I've been stuck in water my whole life, and I think, you know, flying would be a really great experience for me. So hopefully one day I will be able to do that, um, hopefully once I'm free or maybe even to get free. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. That was one of my favourites as well. Well, listen, Evergiven, thank you so much for coming on the show today and, you know, putting the record straight, putting your side across. I hope you get free soon. And in the meantime, just sit back and enjoy enjoy the memes. Are there any songs that you'd like to hear? Um, no, not really. I'm a boat. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Well, I'm sure the boat would enjoy Baby Queen and Maya with American Dream on Wizard Radio. wonder what the boat's up to now. Baby Queen and Maya on Wizard Radio. That is American Dream afternoon. It's Alec Feldman. We'll get the headlines in a second. Lord and Beer coming up as well. So, I've decided I'm going to become an influencer. If you can't beat them, join them. That's the saying. And I'm kind of sick of influencers, you know, scrounging free stuff and reviewing it and being all picture perfect and putting a filter on everything and all that stuff. And I'm sick of it, so I'm going to join them. Um, I wasn't planning to. But I ended up being given something for free this week. And I know that's what happens. When you get given stuff for free, you are supposed to, like, review it and put it on your social media and then hope that people send you more free stuff. Admittedly, I wasn't I wasn't sent this thing for free. I just... They were giving them out for free on the street. Uh, I don't know how COVID safe that is, but they were giving out some free samples whilst I was wandering around. And I picked one up. <clears throat> and now I would like to review... The free thing that I received this week. Hashtag gifted. Okay, are you ready? Um, it's It was like a, a paper bag for a start, right? That was the thing. I'm not going to say the name of the company, and you'll understand why in a minute. Um, but I was hashtag gifted this paper bag 
and it promises drinks, snacks, and more delivered in 30 minutes. Right, well, that sounds kind of exciting, but also a bit like Uber Eats or delivery or whatever. So the difference is, in this paper bag, it contained some food, like a, a nice little balanced snack bag, and uh, inside was kind of like a meal deal, basically, which is kind of a cool idea, you know, deliver meal deal type things to people so people don't have to pop out to the little Tesco or the little Sainsbury's or whatever it is. An alright idea. However, I would like to talk you through what was in this bag and the business model of this company and explain why I think it's probably a bit rubbish and it's not going to catch on. So inside my paper bag, um, it contained a tuna crunch sandwich, first of all. It also contained a grab bag of Walker's ready salted crisps and it contained a massive galaxy bar you know the kind that you'd share with other people and that was it that was the <laughs> the balanced meal deal inside this bag um a tuna sandwich a galaxy bar for like four people and some walkers ready salted what are they thinking sure like do they not know how much people love their meal deals how passionate people can get about their meal deals there are facebook groups where people rate their meal deals and yet there's this company thinking they can put together a bang average meal deal just like go down to the local petrol garage buy whatever they can see in front of them stick it in a bag and sell it to you for a markup are they crazy <laughs> i don't understand who would go for this go go through it one by one a tuna crunch sandwich quite a you know pedestrian choice not the most interesting thing you could get as part of your meal deal there was nothing special about the sandwich really it was you know kind of a bit dry it was literally just tuna mayo and the crunch you know where the crunch came from there was a, a very thin piece of lettuce that looked like it had seen better days. That was where the crunch came from, in the tuna crunch. Literally looked like they just popped down to the BP garage to pick that one up. Again, Walker's ready salted. There are so many crisps in the world. So many crisps. Why would you go for Walker's ready salted in this bag when, like, McCoy's exist, kettle crisps exist, Pringles exist, knickknacks exist. There's so many different types of crisp, and yet they've gone for a Walker's Ready Salted. Okay, fine. But then I'm really baffled by the massive Galaxy Bar. Who, who casually has that for lunch? They're like, oh, yeah, you know what I fancy. Tuna sandwich, packet of crisps, and then an entire Galaxy Bar that's designed for four people to share. <laughs> who does that? Nobody. They could have, like, put a drink in or something. I, just, I don't really think they've quite got this right. Going down to the petrol garage, buying a meal deal and putting it in a paper bag is not necessarily a great business model, especially when they charge two quid for the delivery. You could literally get two thirds of a meal deal for that. You just have to go out and get it yourself. And you could probably get it quicker than in 30 minutes as well. I just, I don't understand this, this thing. Why do they exist? What are they trying to do? Who is going to pay money for this? I don't quite understand. And that's why I'm not naming the company because it would be quite mean to slag them off. But if you want to try and, I don't know, deliver lunch to the desks of the nation at lunchtime, you're going to have to do better than a really quite bang average meal deal in a paper bag. I'm sorry, it's a harsh review, but it's fair. And that is the last time probably that I'm ever going to get hashtag gifted anything, even though I just picked it up for free on the street from someone. So that's my influencer career up and running. Here we go. Is that how you do it? Oh, maybe not. Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon, Lord and Solar Power, followed by beer and whole lot of money. I'm Alec Feldman. 
We're having a little best of special today. Loads of my favourite bits from the last few months, basically since the start of the year. Because like, we're more than halfway through the year now. And I've forgotten half the stuff we've done. So I'm just reminding myself as much as anything else. Some really deep songs coming up. Craig David's daily routine coming up. But first, I'm putting a theory to the test. My theory is that I can work out whether you use light mode or dark mode on your phone based purely on four questions that will give me like an insight into your persona, into your character, into your life. The four questions are, what was the last song you listened to? What did you have for lunch? What are you currently wearing? And what streaming services do you use? And now we're going to put it to the test. I'm going to go under the gun. James Gilmore has some people ready to go. He has some facts about them. I need to decide whether or not you use light mode or dark mode, and then he'll let me know whether my, uh, my theory is correct or complete rubbish. Welcome, James, to a scientific experiment. I'm ready. I'm excited for this. I've got some people, their names, their last song they've listened to, their lunch, what they're currently wearing, their streaming service, and if they use light mode or dark mode. Excellent. Have you got a white coat on? Um, and some goggles. It's a dangerous task, this one. It could get it very could messy too. and hazardous. Completely. Mm. Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with the first one. Do you want the names? Yeah, yeah. Give me the names as well. Okay, That'll fine. Help. So our first message is from Isabella. The mm. last song she listened to was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Her lunch was a pot noodle on a Saturday. She's currently wearing a white hoodie and leggings. And her streaming service of choice, she's just provided her music one, Spotify. Hmm. Okay. From that, I'm getting the fact that her last listen to song is Driver's License. Suggests she's really, really like on the pulse at the forefront of popular culture. The, the white hoodie thing's kind of thrown me. Because... That that's a colour, and that's now planted the seed in my head that she likes the colour white. But could that be a false flag? And then the pot noodle again, to me, to me that screams light mode. And then Spotify. Hmm, maybe this question wasn't so good. Spotify on its own, again, that's that's sort of a. I don't know. I don't know. I think on balance, I'm gonna say. Isabella uses light mode. Do you want me to give you the answer? Yeah, go on. Dark mode. Oh, no. Oh, this is going terribly already. Yeah, I mean, all right, zero out of one. You're Maybe that was just an anomaly. Well, let's move on to the next one. All right, this one's from Rebecca. Okay. Actually, we'll do Rebecca's afterwards. Let's. I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Here's the next one. It's from Lewis. Lewis. Last song... Didn't give us a song name, just an artist, Juice World. Okay. For lunch, Lewis had a sandwich with tuna and sweet corn. Mm. Currently wearing a jumper and trousers. Thank you for being so specific, Lewis. And again, streaming service that was mentioned was Spotify. Oh, okay. Not, not a lot to go on here. Um... Again, my instincts are all saying light mode, but they were wrong last time, so maybe let's let's go with dark mode. You think Lewis uses dark mode? I do. He uses light mode. No! 
this is just this is just a blip. I'll get the next two right. It's fine. The science is accurate. Right. Here's your third one. This one's from Rebecca. Rebecca, last song listened to, Good Days by Scissor. I wonder where she heard that. <laughs> Lunch is leftover pizza from last night. Currently wearing a Harry Styles t-shirt and a pair of leggings. And streaming service just as Netflix. Okay. I think... I'm honing my senses a bit. The fact that she, her last listen to song was Scissor Good Day suggests she is listening to this show, mm-hmm. which means she has taste. Well, I mean, all of these people are listening to this show. I mean, that's that's true, but listening listening intently. Okay, um, fine. What did you say the lunch was again? Leftover pizza. pizza from last night. Yes, yeah. I'm getting quite cool vibes from that, which to me makes this person what was the name again sorry rebecca this is rebecca okay i thought it was rebecca to me is a dark mode person you would be correct she's dark yes mode. i knew it the science is right all right well wait a second you've got one out of three so all right here's all right, your well, last one, more. one here's your last one mm-hmm. from taylor last song all they wrote was doja cat <clears throat> lunch they have not eaten lunch currently wearing pyjamas and a hoodie and this this is the real I almost don't have to tell you any of the stuff I've just said streaming service they've named two Netflix and Apple Music it's dark mode it's dark mode you're right yes I knew 50%, it. 50%, 50%. You're better okay. at identifying the dark modes than the light modes, I think. That's interesting. The false the false light mode rate is higher. Yeah. No, okay, there's a lot of interesting statistical data to go off and analyse here. But the most important thing is that I do at least have half a special talent. Sure. And that's what counts. Sure. So we can't completely rule out this, this possibility at this stage. So thank you very much for taking part in a very important and I think groundbreaking scientific experiment saturday afternoon alec feldman at wizard radio with mimi webb and dumb love i've been thinking about music as i often do i always like to chart the trends in music and you know what's in what's out what's changing and i've been noticing that a trend at the moment in songs is to make them really really deep and i'm not talking about like profound deep like the driver's license song i just played that's like you know it's profound it really goes deep into like her thoughts and feelings that's not what i'm talking about it's not about the lyrics it's about the way the lyrics are sung and basically for some reason loads of songs at the moment it's like they've used a voice changer or something their voices the actual singing voice they use is really really deep and i'm quite enjoying this as a thing um i have got a few examples just to demonstrate what i mean for example have you heard uh, Goosebumps, I think it's by Travis Scott. That song very much employs this really deep voice technique. Check it out. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. You come around, yeah. You ease my mind, you make everything feel fine. Worry about those comments. I'm way too numb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. 
yeah, you see, that is quite deep. It's not it's not the deepest, but it's pretty low down in your like vocal register. But I, I sort of believe that like that that is his actual voice. That hasn't been down tuned. However, the song The Business by Tiesto as well. This this is definitely a voice changer job, right? Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Can you get that that low in just like your normal singing voice? Maybe. I mean, I I can't, but maybe maybe that is like an actual voice. But I'd be surprised. It sounds like he's on whatever the opposite of helium is. That's what the singer on that song is using to get that low um and also i'm gonna play you one of my favorite songs at the moment actually topic and a7s your love and they use this technique a lot right so you know you remember the song breaking me they started doing it on there check this out call me what you wanna i'll be what you wanna i've been here a thousand times hey, hey, falling for another i don't even bother i could do it all my life so it got me thinking, how could I jump on this trend of songs being really, really, really deep and use it to enhance my radio shows and my podcasts and to, I guess, just make them more popular? And so I've decided from now on, I'm going to be doing the show in this voice. Um, I've, I've taken it down a few octaves. Um, I've got quite a big range, you see. It's very impressive. And so from now on, I will be doing this radio program using uh, my my other voice, my deep voice. Um, so, uh, hello, it's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio for Saturday afternoon. Coming up, I'll play Ash Nico. I'll play you Cardi B. I would like to open up the vault of broken dreams in a second. That sounds really good in this voice. But right now, here is another one of these really, really deep songs. It's ATV and Topic and A7S with your love on wizard radio atb topic and a7s with your love on wizard radio i'm alec feldman playing loads of my favorite bits of the show today from the last few months just to revisit it back back to normal next week coming up an exclusive interview with daddy freya from eurovision this is a cousin and the game remote learning all about foreign language kids tv shows but now a thing i talk about on the show quite a lot so we had to include it in the best of Let's talk Craig David. I love Craig David. You might know that about me. You might not know that about me. I am obsessed. I think he's brilliant. I like his music. His music is good. You know, who doesn't love a bit of Seven Days or Fill Me In or Re-Rewind with the Crown Say Bo Selector? You know, all tunes. But equally, just as a human being, he fascinates me. I would love to know what Craig David is, is really like. Like, you know, in private, behind the curtain. What is it like just to hang out with with Craig David? Um, we did get an insight into that when he he got his mum a car for Christmas. When was that? That must have been about two years ago. But Craig, yeah, that was that was good. And he gave us a whole like Instagram story tour of his mum's house and all that kind of stuff. That was a real highlight for Craig David content. Until now, because in this interview that he's given with the Metro. There are so many ridiculous revelations that he's made about his life. I need to go through them. I need to dissect this. I need to analyze this because the man is incredible that he's ridiculous. He has no concept of his own ridiculousness. And that's almost what I love about him. 
I think it's great. So let's let's just go through this like bit by bit, right? And let me tell you what Craig David's daily routine is is kind of like. Okay. Obviously, famously in the song Seven Days, he does tell you that he met a girl on Monday, took her for a drink on Tuesday, made love on Wednesday through Saturday, and then chilled on Sunday. But I feel like that was that was 20 years ago. His life now is is very different. And one of the things he revealed in this interview is that every day he gets up at five o'clock in the morning to meditate. So he sets an alarm, he gets up at 5am, he meditates for half an hour, which is, you know, quite extreme. It's the kind of thing you'd see on like LinkedIn when bosses are like, want to be more productive? Just wake up at 5am and meditate. So he does that. But then, then afterwards, after he's done his 30 minutes of meditation, he goes back to bed and goes back to sleep for several hours. So he just randomly wakes up in the middle of the night at 5am to do some meditation and then goes back to sleep. Why? He says it's the nicest feeling going back to bed after meditation. I'll tell you what's nicer, Craig. It's much nicer just sleeping all the way through and waking up at, like, lunchtime. That's nice. I guarantee it. Try it, Craig. You'll love it. It's much better than waking up at 5am to meditate. Bonkers, but okay. I like that. It's it's what he does. It's Craig David's thing. Just being a bit extreme. So then, then once he's, he's done his meditation, he's gone back to sleep, he's woken up again, he'll have some fruit for breakfast. Just, just fruit. But again, have you tried, like, Cocoa Pops? Um, but he says, this is another interesting thing that I've kind of picked out of this interview. He always has movies on in the background. Whatever he's doing at home, he'll just put a movie on. I don't get that. Like, movies require concentration. Surely you'd want to either sit down and watch one, or just put, like, the radio on, or some music, or daytime telly. Just if you like having noise or something on in the background. But he's like, no, I'm going to put on a full movie whilst I clean the kitchen or whatever it is. I don't think Craig David cleans his own kitchen. Again, that just feels slightly unnecessary and over the top. His favourite movies are uh, Aladdin or or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He loves them. He says he'll throw them on as standard, and I quote, just to catch a vibe. I don't really know what that means either, but if Craig says it, he must know what he's talking about. Aladdin helps Craig David catch a vibe. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for that one, Craig. Great, great. Um, another interesting thing I've taken from this interview is um, that he has taken up some new hobbies since the pandemic started. What kind of hobby do you think Craig David, international pop star and heartthrob, would have? Maybe uh, weightlifting or uh, yoga? I mean, obviously, he loves his meditation. He's not done any of that. He's taken up flower arranging. Craig David loves a bit of horticulture. He's all over it. He, like, puts plants all over his house. And um, a part of his daily routine, actually, is watering them because he, he had the realisation they're not going to water themselves, which is which is true. That That is how plants work. Good. Um, but he loves a bit of flower arranging, which is the least glam pop star hobby I've ever heard, which, again, is incredible. I can just imagine Craig sitting there in his house with some, some tulips and some roses, just putting them in a in a nice vase together and going, oh, now that one needs a bit of a trim. Oh, oh yeah, those go well together. Oh, lovely, lovely, that needs watering. I love it. It's really cute and wholesome, but just not what you'd expect from someone as mega as Craig David. So that's that. He likes candles. They help him relax. He gave a few candle recommendations. That's another thing I took from this interview. But forget about all that. That's all kind of weird. 
But it's not half as weird as this revelation that I found. Um, so do you remember, I've been talking about this all, all show, it's the first anniversary, pretty much, kind of over the next couple of weeks it's happening. So do you remember this time last year, everybody was kind of scared that the supermarkets would run out of food. There was the whole toilet paper crisis, there was a flour crisis, and Craig David was concerned, obviously, with, you know, all these people panic buying and all that rubbish, that he might not be able to get any fresh food in the pandemic. So what he did as a solution to this, and again, this is just delightfully Craig David, he went to a shop, a local small shop, I think, called Ella, and bought loads of fancy muesli, and then that's all he ate for, I don't know how long, but he just said, I stocked up on muesli, I had it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So he was eating muesli for every meal. I wouldn't even want muesli for breakfast. It's rubbish. It's like rabbit food. It's like granola's poor relation. It's horrible. He ate it three times a day for I don't know how long. He said, eventually, I soon realised, once you've had it for breakfast, you don't really want that for lunch and dinner. Amazed. Of course you don't, Craig. It's Because it's horrible. Why would you want to eat the same thing every meal forever? I know there's a pandemic, but it's cool. You don't have to eat, <laughs> eat muesli every day like you're in some kind of secret survival bunker. It's all good. The best bit of that line when he says, you know, you don't really want it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I still have a few bags to go through, though. It's been a year, Craig! How much muesli did you buy? Has he got, like, a room in his house that's just filled up from floor to ceiling with bags of muesli? Does he have, like, guests round and all his friends and family and he's trying to sell them muesli because he's got so much he just wants to get rid of it? Has he bought, like, an entire family of rabbits just to feed them muesli? How much muesli have you got, Craig David? I would love to know. I need to know. If you've still got muesli a year later, several bags, after panic buying loads, I don't know. The man just bewilders me and fascinates me in equal measure. So that is Craig David's daily routine. Horticulture, Aladdin, and muesli. What a, what a man. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Lil Nas X has been around for a couple of years now, but we're pronouncing his name all wrong all this time. He's actually called Lil Nas Kiss. It all came about through a, a text miscommunication, but um, anyway, he signed his first record deal at the age of 18. It was actually a deal with the devil. He sold his soul in exchange for having singing and rapping talent. And much to the annoyance of conservative Christians, the devil followed through on his part of the arrangement. Since he signed the deal, he's had huge success and even invented the genre of crooner country garage grime. His obsession with cowboys stemmed from his favourite former US president, Ronald Reagan. Lil Nas X used to watch his western films when he was growing up, and he thought that Reagan looked really good in the Stetson. So he wandered around his local area, found one that looks just like Ronald Reagan's. Skip, he's owned it ever since. He's also bought many, many more, including a diamond-encrusted one, using the money he made off Old Town Road. And he even briefly owned a horse, until he realised they're actually quite difficult and expensive and messy to look after. And that is Lil Nas X in 60 seconds. Lil Nas X and Sun Goes Down on Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman doing the best bits of the show, which is why, in a few seconds' time, I'm going to say it's the Eurovision Song Contest tonight. Obviously, I know it's not, but it was about a month ago. Tonight, after a very long wait, 
It's the Eurovision Song Contest. It's back. It was cancelled last year because, you know, there's a global pandemic, but they had like loads of different plans in place. And this year, it is actually happening, which is very exciting. It's on the telly tonight. Um, I currently don't have anyone to watch it with. I'll be honest, I probably won't actually watch it because watching Eurovision on your own is no fun. And nobody's invited me. So if anyone wants to invite me to a Eurovision gathering, hit me up. Nonetheless, I will be supporting Daddy Freya. He is the Icelandic entry. And he was their entry last year as well. And he had that really catchy song, Think About Things. And it looked like he should have won. If there wasn't a pandemic, he would have won. And now this year, he's been allowed to enter again. He has to do a different song. But also, in a shock plot twist, one of his group tested positive for COVID. And so the whole band now has to isolate. And they can't even perform live. They're performing on a pre-recorded performance, which is a bit of a shame. Um, But at least they still get to perform. This could be their year. I really hope it is. Now, if you remember last year when it wasn't Eurovision, I wanted to get Daddy Fair on the show. I was unable to do that, but I did get hold of his cousin and I've got her back again. So welcome to the show, Daddy Fair's cousin, Florence. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Great. Welcome back to the show for your second appearance a year on. Yeah, we've come full circle, haven't we? This time last year, Eurovision was cancelled. Your cousin, was it cousin-in-law? I remember correctly. Yeah, so my cousin Alderney, she's also part of Governor Magnus. She's married to Darwin. Ah, that was the oh. connection. So this yeah. time last year, he was getting ready to not perform because all of Eurovision was cancelled. And yeah. this time this year, he's also getting ready to watch it from a hotel room. Yeah, so which is, you know, it is it is a shame, definitely. But they're all, you know, they're not sad about it because they're still performing in Eurovision. And the fact is that they still got through to, like, the grand final with, like, their rehearsal tape. So it just means they're that good, you know? <laughs> That's really cool. I guess quite lucky that they yeah. didn't completely phone in the rehearsal. Well, exactly. But, you know, so I was watching um, an interview that they did, um, and it's on BBC, um, and they basically just said, you know, they've been ready for this for like two years now. So, yeah, they, they were ready for this a long time ago. And the song's great. They've got great energy. The dance is great again. I think they're going to do really well. I really hope so. I feel like they really deserve it. You know, it's their time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, Iceland is such a small country. So we don't really have anywhere to host it. So if they don't win... You know, it's not the end of the world, but if they came second, that would just be phenomenal. It would be awesome and very well deserved. Can I ask yeah. you a, a question? A very, very important question. Yeah, obviously. So last year, there was a song. This year, there's a different song because they couldn't put the same song in twice. Do you yeah. have a favourite of the two songs? Okay, so I obviously... So Think About Things was stuck in my head for an entire year. But now that I've heard 10 years and I've sort of really gotten into it, I think now that's my favourite one. Really? I I think so. But bear in mind, I also listen to Think About Things a lot. So now that there's like a new, fresh song, I'm just like, oh, this is so great, so much better. Well, not so much better, but you know what I mean? Mm, You're not sick of the new one. I'm not sick of the new one. (laughs) And it's like... It is a really cute song because it's about um, sort of like the 10 years that he's been married to my cousin for. And even though like, you know, he didn't write it necessarily for her, he wrote it for Eurovision. I just think it's such a fun song. Um, so yeah, I think at the moment, 10 years is my favourite. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, there was that film out last year with Will Ferrell. Oh my god, yeah. About yeah. Iceland and Eurovision. Yeah. Uh, has Darcy seen it? Does he have thoughts on it? You know what? I actually have no idea, but um, I know so like people in my family they've all watched it and they just think it's absolutely ridiculous, like funny ridiculous. Mm. Um, And I don't know whether you have the power to make this happen. I really hope you do. If no. Darcy Frey, your cousin, wins Eurovision, I would like to see a victory performance of Yaya Ding Dong. Oh my god! Think about the likes. So iconic, wouldn't it? If you if you have any way of making it happen, please do pass on the message. Should I drop her a message? I'll text, I'll text my cousin and be like, hey, if you guys can... Well, the thing is, they can't go on stage, can they? I don't know. Do it on, on Zoom? Oh, yeah. Hotel room? I don't, I don't know. One day it needs to happen. What? I will try my best to get in contact with Aldo and um, see if they would be willing to play Ya Ya Ding Dong as a celebratory song. <laughs> Amazing. And one more thing. Obviously, we have you on as a Dati Frere expert because you are related to him. However, it has also been pointed out that your voice, even though you're from completely different countries, sounds quite similar to Dua Lipa. And I was wondering whether I could also get in the bag just an interview with fake Dua Lipa, just really get my money's worth. Wait, Dua Lipa? Yeah, I think I've, I've heard her speak. I've heard you speak. I think you sound quite similar. Oh, right, okay, okay. So, can you... What do you want me to pose as Dua Lipa for you? I think just, just pretend to be Dua Lipa, uh, you know. Hi, guys, it's Dua Lipa here. <laughs> exactly, see, it's perfect. Uh, how do you feel about the, the Brits and the Grammys and stuff? Oh, yeah, I'm so, so honoured. It's been lovely. You know, this year's just been great. I love making music. Um, shout out to all my fans. <laughs> exactly, see, it's perfect, it's perfect. I feel like I've got two interviews for the price of one there. Thank you very much, Florence. Where are you going to be watching your cousin perform? Um, so I'm going to be watching it from Leeds. I'm driving up there at the moment. Um, so me and my boyfriend, we're going to watch it together because he loves your vision, probably even more than I do. I bet so. he feels like he's lucked out marrying into the Freire family. Oh, you know what? I know. <laughs> my one cool claim to fame. So he's going to have to hang on to that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, have a good time. I hope Duffy can finally take what he deserves. Yeah, me too. And thank you for coming on as his official cousin spokesperson. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> now, we've got to play a Daddy Frere song after that. I'm not going to play Think About Things. I'm going to play Florence's preferred song, the current entry for Iceland and Eurovision 2021. This is Daddy Frere in 10 years on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio. With Daddy Freya, 10 years that tragically didn't end up winning Eurovision. Did he come like third or fourth in the end? Can't remember, to be honest. I'm Alec Feldman. Mars Wakulski is on at five o'clock. We've been doing best bits all afternoon from the last few months. And you know how schools are back now, but loads of people are having to stay off school because they've got to isolate. And everyone's doing remote learning. Well, I've taken that phrase, remote learning, and I've taken it somewhat literally. 
because for the next few minutes I would like to attempt to teach some foreign languages through the medium of kids TV and so in this game remote learning I've got some kids TV shows that you and me will all know from growing up with them except they've been translated they've been dubbed into another language which is quite fun just hearing what all of these characters sound like but in other languages and also you can you can learn stuff as well it's fun and educational and playing remote learning today obviously we have you at home and james gilmore who is the test dummy welcome back to the show hi um can i just say yes foreign languages not my strong point kids tv shows however kind of is a bit of a strong point for me so i am interested to see how i'm going to do in this do you have any gcses in either um i've got a c in spanish gcse that was a c though which was after me taking spanish at school for two years and having a tutor twice a week so wasn't exactly um didn't take to it particularly well um, i'll ask for your but, money back on that tutor to be honest <laughs> but i've got a an a star in um all things disney channel nickelodeon and cbbc perfect then this might be the game for you let's get going have you ever been to paris james um not since i was very very young well maybe when you went you'll remember turning on the tv in the hotel room or whatever and hearing this show in French. Scoop, c'est ici que commencent tous les plus beaux chantiers de construction oh. de la ville de Springville. Yeah. J'adore cet endroit. C'est ma maison. La maison de toute l'équipe, Bob. Tu as tout compris, Scoop. <laughs> Qu'est-ce que vous en dites Est-ce qu'on peut le faire Oui, on peut. That's so difficult. Thank you for Is giving it? me that as the first one. I think, though, I, I, I do have a guess. Okay. I don't think it's correct. But it sounds like he said Scoob a lot. Right. So my natural first guess was going to be Scooby-Doo. And but that doesn't sound like any of the characters from Scooby-Doo. And I feel like you would have thrown in a dog in there to make it a bit easier. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. But you know what? what? Yeah. I'm going to lock in Scooby-Doo. Well, unfortunately for you... You actually misheard. Oh, <laughs> and he didn't God. He didn't say Scoob. He did say Scoop, because the TV show you just heard in French is, in fact, Bob le Bricoleur, or Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder. All right, let's listen. Well, if you'd played this, I would have gotten it. Well, obviously, because it's got the tune. <laughs> The be music behind it was very misleading as well. I don't remember Bob the Builder ever having music behind it. Well, it's it's the new kind of weird-looking, ugly oh, animated Bob the Builder. It's all 3D and animated. Yeah, all that rubbish. But oh, good. that all was right. what that one. It was Bobbly Bricoleur. Can we fix it? We unfair, as they say. Next, um, this one should be very easy after that slightly challenging first round because the show doesn't really need translating. But they've done it anyway, and they've translated it into Japanese. What show is this? Oh. Alright, I think I know what it is. Wait, I need to check, because I always get two shows confused. Right. Yeah, is it the Teletubbies? 
It is the Teletubbies. I always say the tweenies by accident. Someone says just make sure. Wow. Why did they bother translating it? I don't know completely because I don't remember there being much spoken English in Teletubbies. No. I guess there must have been because they, there was they, something translated in there. They translated the say hello. Yeah. Great. Did you know that uh-oh in Japanese is uh-oh? You know what? Teletubbies has taught me something once again. See, I told you this would be fun and educational. Yeah. Right. Next up, um, if we tune our TV into ITV1, which is um, the German version of ITV1. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and You're we've got another PTSD, cartoon. Alec. <laughs> Sorry. You're giving me PTSD. All right. <laughs> Here's German cartoon. What is it? SpongeBob. Okay, as if the clip doesn't say the name of the character right at the start of it. <laughs> I think I know what it is. I did make it quick. It's SpongeBob SquarePants, isn't it? Well, you might call him SpongeBob SquarePants, but let me ask you a question: Who lives in a pineapple under? Das Meer. Oh, is it God. Spongebob Schwammkopf? <laughs> yes, it is. This is weirdly very funny. Why is it so angry? That's what I understand. The German language is such an angry language. I don't. I feel like it's just just the way they speak. I feel like they're a very jovial and happy people. Mm. All right. Schwammkopf. Next, we've got one more, don't we? We have one more for you. After enjoying uh, German SpongeBob, yes. Let's go, let's use the Schengen open border system that we used to be a part of and go from Germany to Spain and listen to this TV show about a pillar of the community. God. Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. Ben, Julian. Is it weird that the thing that gave it away was the ringing of the door? Really? Because Not I feel like that is only in Postman Pat. Like that is, I associate associate that sound with Postman Pat. Oh, he's good. Not not even the names. Not the like the nice music. It was literally just that little ringing that gave it when, away. When You're the door right. opened and it rung, I was like, that is quintessential Postman Pat. And he's like, ah. Hola, senorita Goggins. Yes, you are correct. It's Cartero Pat. <laughs> I think I learned this in Spanish, actually. This and a Selena Gomez song. <laughs> so there you go. There's your home learning educational radio segment for the day. You now know what your favourite kids' TV shows sound like, but in foreign language. And that is where we shall leave it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed rehearing some old bits of the show. I've enjoyed hearing them again. Just kind of remembering what we do because it's so easy to forget when you do this, like, every week. So much stuff. So thank you very much. And if you want to hear all that stuff again, again, then there's always all the old podcasts. Go find them. 
in all the usual podcasty places. Mars Mikulski is coming up next. I'm back on next Saturday with all the usual stuff. It'll be back. Don't worry. We'll do what's going on and all that. Right now, though, it's about five o'clock, so let's get a news update. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.